0: Come back, everybody! This is another episode of Into,
1: into the Garden,
0: uh, and we have um, very special guests with us today. But I'm Shadi.
1: I'm Jason, and we well, have and I'm Phil again. <laughs> yeah, we <we've> got <laughs> Phil back yes, again, uh,
0: again <laughs> filling in for uh, the young Staniel who's uh, out with his child.
2: And who else? I, I don't know if I should be your boy James or young James at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you can be we'll whatever you James. want to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's our boy young james there you go okay there that we works. go
1: and if you did not listen to, oh i don't know what order this is probably gonna be come out first so never mind i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> oh, <though>. um, <laughs> yeah. um yeah we just recorded one other episode so you're gonna have two episodes with phil and um if you don't listen to the other episode phil has a podcast called phil's breakfast metal so go check that out if you haven't yet if you'd like to really get into some metal bands find out about them get more information fucking awesome podcast And then he's got a band called Void Titan. And if you like anything to do with Death Doom, check that out also. We we played a clip on that from the other episode, so be sure to listen to that.
0: Please check them out.
2: It's good. (laughs) I listened to it. It's good. Yes. Oh, thank you.
1: (laughs) Also, if you haven't been following along, Young James here has been going down the deep, dark hole of death metal as a previous more on the hardcore side of the the road. Spectrum. (laughs) so uh he's taken our recommendations from our death metal episode he's been doing a youtube series and he's kind of given his reaction as he goes down the list of kind of not entry-level death metal albums but just some to get him going on on the genre
0: i mean some
2: classics
0: some obscure yeah. ones but I mean, they've been great videos so far. I hope they keep coming. Yeah. And uh, if I, I hope can you just guys jump enjoy in.
2: them. Uh, yeah. It's called, the series is called Young James Does Death Metal. So if you just type that into the YouTube search bar, you can find it.
0: Yeah.
1: Give that a listen. They're really good. They're entertaining. It's funny to hear someone who doesn't really know much about death metal kind of get a reaction to it. I like it.
0: But I want to say, though, he he knows more than he gives off when he mm. explains his feelings about the yeah. music. So oh, for sure. He, he's not like we get you know he's a a pop radio listener i mean the man understands his his hardcore and his heavy music yeah it just might not be death metal so yeah yeah exactly. check him out though oh well thank you
1: so welcome, let's go sir. let's go ahead and break this episode down real quick yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, Unearth that was the track Incinerate off of their new album. What is the new album called again? Is it Incinerate?
1: Uh, oh, Extinction. Shit.
0: Oh, Extinction. That's that's it. That's it. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, it's a but fucking. Uh,
1: I, they don't have the. I don't I haven't heard the rest of the album yet. But the two singles so far, I seriously really really like. So I I don't know. I I've been flirting with the idea of of, of reviewing that one but we'll see what happens
0: i would dude i was going to second that because like the only thing i've heard is that breakdown and it's just been (laughs) sitting there taunting me so i feel like we should just just go ahead and do it it'll give me something to do but breaking down this week or this episode i guess we are like we we alluded to bringing james uh along for um black metal for beginners so we gave him a bunch of fucking albums that we thought he should listen to because he wanted to dive into black metal so, we're going to get his take on those albums and the songs that we recommended to him. And at the end of this beautiful, beautiful podcast, we will have an interview with Dave from Revocation. Yeah, so, the reason we
1: have two replacements today is Stan is still, still at home. Yep nursing With.
0: the baby <laughs> yeah nursing
1: he thinks he has to breastfeed we told him he doesn't have to do that but yeah. he's been trying and he so was sending once me he figures pictures out asking the how the
0: pump works i'm like dude you don't need to use that leave it alone leave it alone he's like i'm lactating dude they're sore i'm like leave it every, everything alone go back to work so
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but um sounds like she's taken to metal so far she her taste has been towards the melodic death metal sounds like yeah, he um, Sounds like she's rejecting any of the classical music, the Beethoven and all that, not into it, and um, actually already going towards the melodic death metal. So, it's in the blood. I would expect nothing less. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... I don't know. I guess, the, yeah, the idea of this one was just, like... Black metal's tough to get into. I mean, I feel like yes. for most metalheads, it's the <laughs> last subgenre. maybe, you know...
0: The one that you never even go into. It's an extreme genre,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know, for our age group, we weren't around in the 90s when it was coming out, or we were, but we weren't listening to it, at least for me and Shoddy and Stan, I know that much, and James, I'm sure, Phil, maybe a different story, but it's a harder genre to get into. So before we get into the tracks we picked, we picked like, I think we have a total of 15 tracks, um, basically 15 albums for James to kind of start with to see if he can find a way in without getting scared off from the more extreme stuff, Maybe. Is a mix here, but um, Phil, what was your start with black metal? And like, when did you get into it?
3: So I got like when I was getting into extreme music, like pretty much most listeners of this podcast. I started with death metal, but I was always aware black metal existed and kind of wanted to get into it. So almost like. I think I just randomly bought Satarakon's Now Diabolical, which oh, isn't.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's a brilliant album, but it kind of is like a halfway house between like heavy metal and black metal. Oh, yeah. And it was like the perfect end mm-hmm. point. And then not long after that, I started getting some more of the traditional stuff. Um, I gave Wolves and Throne's second album, Two Hunters Ago, and that was kind of where I kind of got my head around the the idea of atmosphere and so on so yeah i would have been getting into black metal around when those two came out i guess that's like 2008 ish oh okay so yeah okay all right but see, that's
0: like the perfect entryway though that album like Mm -hmm. phil had the right album to go into it because then he could find other shit that he liked and leave you know what i'm saying but you hand somebody we'll get into it later but yeah if he would have been given a different album it could have been a different story could
3: have ran away Uh
0: yeah Yeah, yeah,
3: i I think there's some that would definitely (laughs) would have scared me off at that age (laughs) yeah yeah so okay and
1: then i know for me and shoddy we might have like a similar Mm -hmm. path i think because my first 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 memory of black metal would actually be demi borger from from watching the old cky videos
0: yes yep
1: i forget what was that song it was from puritanical
0: yeah, it was, I, uh, I, I know what you're talking about. I forget what, <laughs> It's yeah. a
1: single from Puritanical. I forget yeah, yeah. the song, but just that over the top keyboards. And I remember being like kind of scared by it, you know, it's like, wow, this is pretty extreme, but it's so accessible that, that it didn't scare me off. Like I was intrigued by it, but I didn't, it's not actually what made me find more. It just was my first probably listen. And then I remember we listened for. I think we like we liked bands like Black Dahlia back in high school, and then I remember that band Abigail Williams came along and kind of mixed metalcore with black metal.
0: Yeah, you remember like that? Symfon- Yeah, it was like a symphonic. Yeah, because the, the you know it was real you know heavy with the keys. but right. I mean, well, the, like I'm talking speed about the EP. Was there, The vocals were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. still, even in the EP, though, man, they still the keys were really heavy. Oh yeah. It was Very yeah. So symphonic. I mean, yeah, it was yep. It was yeah.
1: But there was there was it was black metal based, you know, with a lot mm-hmm. of metal, uh, metalcore, melodic, melodic death metal. It was a mix, but it had the black metal stylings or whatever. And then like they I did mean, their the, next the vocals album,
0: vocals were very, very, very black metal. I feel like that's what made it like really stand out.
1: Yeah, well, I just remember then they went and did their next album, and I remember we, I remember both of us listening to that album quite a bit. And they kind of, I don't know, it's it, at least for me, I, I it got me kind of started in it. And I remember they had the the drummer trim from emperor play on that album and so i was like well who's emperor you know and Mm. then i was like oh that's what they're trying to do is (laughs) play like emperor and i was like wow you know and got really into those first two emperor albums and i guess it was a slow go from there just like slowly picking up things like immortal at the heart of winter just those like those albums that are black metal but they're not the pure black metal and um Young James, I don't think. Have you had any exposure to black metal?
2: (laughs) Mm, A little bit, just a little bit though. Not. I mean, I am very, very new to this genre. To me, the black metal that I have been shown is just like open chord, pick as hard as you can, blast beat, shrieking vocals, and that's about it. That's just that's my
1: guitar sound. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. shitty production, which it, it is what it is, but. So I have like a very stereotypical view on black metal, I guess, because I, first of all, I haven't listened to much of it. And then secondly, the, what I have heard has all sounded kind of the same. So I barely have any prior listening to black metal before today or before this week, I guess.
1: Okay. So that's good. That's why I thought this would be fun just to hear someone who's really got fresh ears and to put this to a test and see, and you know, I think it's, it's going to be different for everybody because i know some people you know maybe they're really into bands like opeth maybe you're going to start them down the progressive side of black metal where james he's into hardcore he's getting into death metal now you know he's going to have a little different taste of, for black metal so i think it'll be different for everybody but it'll be interesting to see kind of like at least what you're what you take to here so
2: i got to i got to say i'm actually kind of terrified <laughs> because <laughs> we've already brought something up that i'm like I hope I don't get shit on no. after this episode. Dude, it's okay. <laughs> like, like I've got, I have some opinions that I know people are not going to agree with. Well, so. that's good.
1: That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to just say, yeah, it's great. So that's good. Now, the way I looked at it, I did it different than death metal. I know when we did our intro to death metal picks, I picked stuff that was just really, uh, really, really death metal. For this, being that black metal, is just I feel like it's harder to get into I picked stuff that was like maybe a little more not pure death metal or some of it was, some of it wasn't. So I kind of want to start with the band Batushka. They are definitely black metal, but I feel like they could be maybe more accessible to people who aren't a fan because their production is not like so necro and tinny at all really. They are they are a black metal band, they mix like orthodox christian like chanting with more of like a just black metal sound and they use like eight string guitars and they're very different
2: What did you think of that one? Okay. That's actually, that's the first thing I was going to bring up is, so a lot of their stuff is like ritual chanting kind of stuff. I actually really enjoyed that. Um, okay. Just because it's so different from anything else that I listen to. I've never heard it before. I, that was like probably the coolest part about this. And just to be clear, I only listen to one song per band just so everybody knows. Right. Um. But yeah, I, I thought I was going to hate it at first. Um, but just the epicness and the way it it kind of changes things up and then that ritual chanting it actually was a pretty cool song i thought
1: yeah it's weird right i mean it's something different for sure it's not something you hear every day and if you youtube them or get a chance to see them live they i hate to say it but they're you know they're they do a similar type of a thing to like ghost where their live shows are like a they're like the black metal version of Ghost. They do a live like cere- like church ceremony. And it's, it's, it's very eerie. And did you
3: see him, Phil? Yeah. So I've seen, I've seen him live twice. Um, oh, and God. Well, here we yeah, go. Yeah, their live show is a, is a really interesting kind of... There's like seven or eight of them on stage. They're surrounded by candles and props and all in these kind of hooded robes. Because the whole the band's identities are all secret as well, I think. Right, yeah. So they have a nice... Oh, okay. that, that's
1: why I'm saying like kind of the Ghost thing. Oh, yeah,
3: so literally
0: a bit, like they do that I I
3: get it, I get it there's kind of a cool mystery around them Like, and, and live it's really fun to watch and they nail the whole kind of the chanting vocals with all the backing vocalists is really cool the only thing I did notice and it's because they're a newer band doing the costume thing is when you're quite close to the front of the stage their costumes are like clearly really cheaply made which <laughs> is a stupid criticism but <laughs> oh bummer <laughs> but it looks very good if you're like 5 metres back yeah 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 well jason it works for me it's
2: interesting that you started with this one because i numbered them you know from my favorite to my least favorite one through 15 and this one is smack dab in the middle at eight
1: okay interesting okay i'm surprised
2: yeah i i was too
1: (laughs) well that's good so so it so let me ask you this do you think you would explore more from them or just kind of take it as is
2: i would say it's about right in the middle where <laughs> uh <laughs> i would listen to more of it you know as i dove deeper but right now no i wouldn't go diving into it right now
1: okay gotcha let's go with something from shoddy next
0: so i want to real quick talk about my list because it got yeah, rejected you need like fucking three times because <laughs> jason was like dude you're gonna scare this fucking kid away and i was like i don't know what the fucking you asked me about black metal you're like like, ease him into it a little bit i don't i I don't fucking know how to ease somebody into black metal you either dive in or you don't it's like cold water it's like the polar dip or whatever your camp challenge where you just got to jump in the fucking cold water and then get out but Mm. you can't ease into it or else that's worse you just got to dive the fuck in and then if you hate it you get out yeah but you have to think about what you're saying
1: right now because before when i was first bringing up you were like like fuck that shit that production you know know. and then like you said we started talking about the heart of winter and you started like deep diving in
0: well then i mean like you need an album like that well then that's when i realized that i was fucking stupid so that's why i (laughs) I toned it back a little bit and i revised my list like three times so yeah
1: so the first few albums that shoddy sent me was Burzum's like first album (laughs) (laughs) um yeah (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> he oh, sent me
1: some... immortal pure holocaust um he sent <laughs> God, just you know classics uh, the classics which hey they're fucking awesome
0: ask but, that. i don't even know how to pronounce it a r k or S K R or something yeah i don't know but whatever
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i said come on you're gonna scare young james off i don't want to scare him away fully so we left a couple of the more extreme ones in here but tried to to <laughs> find some middle ground at least
3: yeah because i think my logic on this was definitely uh skirt around the kind of really rough but brilliant very early era like um i don't well we'll see if it comes up but i purposely avoided say the first mayhem album because although i think it's a masterpiece i think there's reasons it might not be a start point
1: yeah exactly i love it now but when i first heard it i was not sure about it So, yeah, exactly. So, anyway, so that, so we came to some compromises. Since you kind of liked Petushka, let's go with uh, something way different. Let's go with the Gorgoroth track. Which one yes, was
0: that one? Yes,
2: yes. So, <laughs> I don't, so I don't know what he listened invocation. to. Invocation. <laughs>
1: uh, one of the more extreme varieties, I'd say.
2: So you would say this was an extreme song?
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely would say that. It's in, it's in the more necro camp, I would say.
2: Number two on my list. Whoa. <laughs> <Fuck> yeah. Nice.
1: yeah. <laughs> Whoa. All right. I guess I'm a fucking uh, idiot then. See, dude, I told <laughs> you.
2: Well, hold on. Okay. So I've been listening to death metal a lot lately. And so I have no doubt that that is definitely affecting the way I listen to these songs. Mm, okay, So I'm not saying Gorgoroth is death metal or, you know, close to it by any means, but just that more kind of faster, extreme kind of riffing and and uh speed and all that shit that's what i've been listening to for the past six weeks so that's Mm -hmm. of course what i'm going to you know go towards when we go down this list
1: it's interesting to me so because because this this one i i would just never hand this to a newcomer just because of like the production i guess
2: yeah the production wasn't the greatest i'll give you that much But, but you were able to, taste to get past that, that at some point yeah I mean I, I you know coming off of like obituary whatever album that was that I reviewed I mean the the produ- the guitar tone on that album sucked horribly and so I guess it wasn't as off-putting to me if if I had listened to this without listening to some death metal I probably wouldn't have liked it at all
1: mm-hmm what were you thinking why did you pick this one
0: dude i honestly have no idea i just really liked it (laughs) i just really liked the song and i figured that i mean it's not i don't want to say it's one of the lighter more melodier ones but there's a little bit more to grasp onto so i felt like i don't know maybe i could attract him with it so but i honestly dude you told me i what i did was i just put a bunch of albums that i liked listening to and i just hit shuffle and then i was like oh young james might like this and then that's how i made my picks (laughs) (laughs) so i didn't Yeah, like dude it's hard man like especially with this genre it's hard oh that's what i
1: mean yeah for sure you're gonna get different answers from everybody yeah and well i did i put it on twitter and people were like all over the board with it i mean i would say you got a lot of people saying demi warder which we didn't even put on here just because i I felt like that was the obvious pick like for most people yeah for sure
2: honestly You've,
1: so you've listened to them before
2: i mean i i know the name i would yeah. say
1: okay so i kind of left it off because of that but um I yeah, just feel it, like it is to, a good starting point obviously
0: to, to somebody who loves the genre though i feel like that would be like an insult well yeah but you know
1: he doesn't though you know james like uh, didn't know really. i know
0: i know i know that i'm just i just just throwing <laughs> it out there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah now see i never
1: listened to that Gorgoroth album too much because the only one i really ever love is the pentagram, the one Oh, okay. I think I think it's the one before this one. I but. think
0: you're right cuz it's I think it's Antichrist that one. Or I'm sorry, pentagram that one and then Antichrist. Okay. Something like that.
1: So, but.
2: yeah, but they're all good.
1: Okay. So, James, you liked it and it was what just the speed and kind of like the aggression of it?
2: Yeah, just the yeah. I I mean without giving away the rest of the list, this one stood out from the rest of the list because of saying it's more metal is probably an insult to the other bands on this list, but it's just, it, more metal is what I want to call it. Like, just mm-hmm. harder, heavier. Aggression, you know I mean?
1: and speed. Yeah. I get it. There's riffs. There's a lot of riffs going on. Yeah,
2: and I'm, I'm a fucking caveman when it comes to the music I listen to. I mm-hmm. just want to fucking beat people over the head, and this kind of made me want to beat someone over the head with something, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the hard thing on this, because, like, the, the, the picks I would normally say for somebody to get them into black metal would be, like, the slow more atmospheric stuff, but I was like, that's not what James is into, so it was like kind of hard to pick for me,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: But, um, all right, let's go with something from Phil.
3: What do you think, Phil? What do you want to go with first? Uh, will let's go, let's go with Decibel Omega.
1: The one i was most surprised at because <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm so sorry with the accent i was like wait which one and then i read it on my list yeah well
1: i want to see what your reasoning was this one for phil because to me this is an advanced tra- advanced band
3: so my thinking with what black metal to give someone to get them into the genre as a whole is not to go for stuff that's necessarily classic or or even kind of entry level because i think to an extent with a lot of black metal what you kind of want to get from it is there's an incredible atmosphere with black mm. metal i'd almost say you'd want to ch- like especially coming from like a death metal or hardcore background you almost have to slightly change how you listen to music because with Death Metal, you're looking for hooks, you're looking for riffs and stuff to really lock in with. Whereas with black metal, you almost kind of want to relax into the atmosphere and let it wash over you where you don't you're not looking for particular moments mm. of greatness. It's it's creating an amazing atmosphere. And I feel Death Spill Omega have a kind of level of quality that does transcend a lot of stuff. Particularly with the sound as well, because this is off of Paracletus, their second most like second closest to most recent album for death omega this is a really melodic album and actually possibly this song isn't the perfect example but when viewed in a whole this album actually has a lot of melodic hooks and so on in between the moments of really complex chaos and i think to certain death metal fans that might really be something to latch on to Possibly way too much for James. I do realize this might have been in the deep end. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, actually, I, that makes a lot of sense, knowing why you picked it, because it was the first one on the playlist that I made on Spotify. So every time <laughs> I listened to the playlist, this was the first track that came on. And okay. uh, first listen, it was like, God, when is this going to get over? Um, but like, honestly, by play through four or five, it was like, okay, I can, I'm kind of getting what's going on. I can kind of break it apart. The guitars is what kept me interested. You know, they do some kind of cool things and move around a little bit. And, uh, really my biggest complaint is the vocalist sounds like a, like a croaking frog. (laughs) And that's really the only thing that was super off-putting. By the time I listened to it five or six times, so so I think I, that's
3: that's reasonable. Like Despumica, I've never had like incredible vocals, and actually they're kind like when viewed in context of the full album, they're quite a minor part of it. Like it's there's a lot of instrumental space in this, and that might have been one of the other reasons I kind of picked it because like you're not blasted over the head with like really weird black metal vocals because they're not there that much I, 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 so that's interesting so it
1: was more just like let's educate him and get him into what black metal is about as
3: opposed to take my hand and
0: <laughs> let me, intro- him let me just me inhale me in hell. <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> I, I think it is well i'm possibly too deep into black metal but to, to my is this album is quite melodic for what black metal is because i didn't want to go as far as like the Dimmi borger end because almost that's too cheesy to get someone into like kind of more interesting black metal a lot of the time. Like I think that might almost just give a wrong impression of what the genre actually is. If, if that's not being too harsh to Demi Borger. No,
0: I agree. I mean, I like them, but I completely agree. It's not, it's not black metal.
1: It's a very interesting point of view. And that's why I like doing these. Cause that's totally not where I, I honestly <laughs> went from the complete opposite end of just like, I, and then, you know what, like, like we said before, it just depends on who you're talking to, because if you're talking to someone who's already pretty deep into metal, then I think what Phil's saying is pretty damn accurate. Like, hey, this is what black metal is about. And this is kind of like what you should be looking for in black metal. Whereas I was going more for just like, let's just get you in the door. Like, (laughs) I want to get you used to these vocals, get you used to some of the production or whatever. Like, just get you in and then... I'll bring you into like what it's about. So it was like totally different mindset. So that's funny that you mentioned it. (laughs) (laughs) And I just laugh because it's such a Phil pick because I know you and just the avant-garde and the weird shit that you like and it's funny that you call this a melodic album i would never say
3: that (laughs) yeah because i think so i recently Uh, covered my podcast in the album before um the one with the very long latin title and this is such a melodic departure from that previous one which is so (laughs) extreme but yeah i've clearly just warped my own perception here
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but it's cool i get where you're coming from so um all right how about Um, I?
2: i just want to say I had that ranked as nine out of 15. Okay. Oh. It's, not, so, honestly, yeah, it's down there, it's but not it's not, not like I, I I don't want you to think that I hated it. It's just as far as getting me into black metal, it's, an, it's a nine out of 15.
1: Not too bad. <laughs> no, it's not too bad. <laughs> Stan gave us two picks. So why don't we take one of his? Let's start with Enslaved. Okay. And uh, the track was called
2: Uh, Ethica Odini.
1: Yeah, Ethica Odini off of Axioma Ethica Odini. didn't give any reasoning for this so i don't know but i do know this was like well i think this is one of the early ones that stan found enslaved on because i do remember him bringing this album up too but i could be wrong on that so what did you think of it james
2: okay well this is number five okay yeah made the top five uh, it's a really fun listen. There's kind of like a galloping guitar riff that just kind of sticks through what I would call the verses, if you want to call them verses. And I just wrote, felt like I was riding a horse across the landscape. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> so get I that. I could like, though. just picture myself, you know, riding on top of a fucking horse going <laughs> on a three day journey to wherever. Um, I thought the guitar tone was excellent. It was like really bright sounding and kind of the opposite of what I would think would be on a black metal. Song
1: right right
2: um where I think Stan might have been thinking about you know young James is because I come from metalcore and hardcore and they're singing in this song yeah but exactly. or you know at least clean vocals anyways and that was actually my least favorite part about it and I didn't think the the singing or clean vocals were that great. But um, everything else, I thought it was just like a lot of fun, you know, just kind of like I was huh. driving a couple different times when I listened to these and it like it was a good driving song.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, see, I would have totally thought like, OK, here's a half cleans half. I mean, the 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 black metal vocals are are pretty black metal as far as, you know, as enslaved goes. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. When it, that's the one thing that always ties it back to like black metal for me with them. And I thought this was a great pick. I was like, OK, I could totally see it. it's not really like pummeling instrumentals and you know you just kind of it's a good way to kind of like ease somebody in with the black metal vocals but having like the progressive background. What do you yeah. think about this pick Phil?
3: So um I should say I'm an absolutely huge Enslaved fan. I've listened to every one of their albums and seen them live like I think about 12 times now. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah Jesus. I got into them back in like 2007 when Rune came out. Yeah. And I can get Stan's Logic. I think the reason I skipped Enslaved is because I felt putting a song with clean vocals in is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> okay but, but actually like i think so stan's um, a cheater you're calling him a cheater
0: <laughs> yeah. dude i'm gonna agree with phil stan's fucking cheating <laughs> that's cheating
3: um but yeah like i i think high up on the list of stuff i would have recommended is something like possibly a song like fusion of sense and Earth off of rune so yeah i can totally get where he's going for with this i just love this kind of prog end of black metal
1: yeah it's a good way to get a lot of people especially if you have someone who's like oh, i love opeth well here you go you know here's here's something that can maybe get you into black metal i could
3: see yeah because i made the jump from OBF to enslaved pretty quickly oh yeah, okay yeah makes a lot
1: of sense okay let's go with another one of mine that's like way more on the accessible side to my ears and that was uh i don't know how to say the name exactly but Nacht mistium
3: yeah Nacht mistium there okay. you go
1: I picked this one basically because it's super, to me, accessible. It's barely black metal, so, you know, depending on how you want to do the list, it could be cheating because there definitely is some more cleans, and it's... This album overall, what is it called, black metal, Assassin's Black Metal something, I forget, but it's got a lot of, like, progressive and, like, psychedelic aspects to it. There's clean vocals. So to me, it was just kind of like a way to give someone an album that's jumping out of the black metal spectrum, but still has enough to where like, maybe you can kind of get used to some stuff and then go further. So that was my thinking on it. What'd you think of it, James?
2: You're going to, like I said, I'm afraid people are going to shit on me after this. Uh, <laughs> number number 11 out of 15. Wow. No. Yeah, this, this... this one. And again, I don't mean to say like these are bad bands. Like I always try to show respect, even if I don't like it, I'm going to respect bands that are doing you know this kind of thing or things that I don't like so I'm not saying they're bad but it just wasn't really for me it just kind of that it kind of was a little bit closer to that blast bd open chord play as fast as you can black metal that really doesn't suck me in interesting um, but I did like it when you get about three and a half minutes in it kind of opens up a little bit more and maybe slows down and, and I liked that part a lot and the drumming yeah, like the psychedelic
1: was, part. Yeah,
2: yeah, that part was cool at least. And and the drumming throughout was super cool like a lot of tight fills and mm-hmm. and just super tight drumming. Other than that though, it, it just doesn't doesn't really speak to me all that much. It's not what mm-hmm. I'm looking for.
1: Right. Got it. I picked the track for you at least was Assassins and I thought the chorus there's a lot of like big chorus parts in there that I thought would maybe hook somebody in, but uh yeah. That's interesting, but I really fucking love this album, so maybe it'll get someone else at least.
3: Out of interest, what track was it? It was the track Assassins, which is, I think, oh, the cool. first track. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. yeah. This, Are the, you a fan, I think, Phil? Yeah, I, so I really like that uh, that two-part uh, Assassins and Addicts. The kind yeah. of, basically, the albums where they're doing black metal beats like Joy Division. It's yeah. kind, of, kind of quite interesting. I think, again, these would work better in context of an album, because the assassins is quite a journey. Like it goes yeah, through a sure. lot of different changes of pace, weird electronic moments. It's like saxophone at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: know. <laughs> yeah. The outro is really weird on that. Uh, cool though. That, I did like the outro.
3: The outro builds amazingly into the next track. So possibly oh, okay. this is one, like if you let it play a bit longer, you might start getting your head around it a bit more.
2: I can definitely see that being a problem As I only listen to one track and i feel like black metal is a genre that really plays towards having strong albums and not necessarily strong individual songs
3: when truly mm-hmm. like black metal is such an album genre like you need to have the cohesive whole i feel for like a, which is well, normally
2: the way i listen to music but just you know with the amount of time i was given to listen to all of these songs i couldn't do every album you know oh, of mm-hmm. course
3: of course that would be madness <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah we, we were talking about the same thing, especially with some of these that have more of the, like, necro production. Like, some of those tracks where you hear something in a super tinny, it doesn't sound right when you, like, hit one song. But then as you let it play out, like, maybe you get three songs in, your ears kind of adjust to it. And I was, you know, with some of these songs, it really is important. If you do want to go further, just kind of give a full album listen just to see if you can get into it. But let's do another one from Shoddy then. How about, let's do one that, so when I asked this question on Twitter... I would say probably the other most popular response was dissection.
0: Dissection.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Say? i'd kick myself in the ass if i didn't throw this album in there yeah because <laughs> yeah. it's just i mean you can't like you have to you have to especially if you're trying to get somebody into the genre yeah like when i rethought jason's question i was like oh, okay i get it dissection
3: (laughs) yeah i literally didn't pick it because i thought you guys were going
1: to
0: (laughs) yeah i mean it's just such a good
1: i mean we talked about in the last episode but it's such a good bridge especially for someone who likes melodic death metal um like the three of us on the podcast i mean it's like right perfect to transition into it but i guess i don't know what do you what did you think james
2: So this was number six. What song Uh, did you listen to again? Where Dead Angels Lie. Okay. So this one I'm kind of struggling to hear in my head at the moment. Um, So I'll just go off my notes. Uh, I said the intro was... Su- oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the intro was really cool because it's kind of like a guitar lead. hmm Yeah. Okay, I remember this one. And it, again, kind of goes back to one of the other ones I said where it's just like a fun listen. It's just kind of like the enslaved song. it just It's just kind of fun to listen to. It kind of gets you hyped up a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not like super heavy or anything. It's just kind of like atmospheric to driving or, you know, traveling or something like that, where mm-hmm. you just kind of, I don't want to say it's background noise, but you put it in the background and then it kind of sets the mood, I guess. So that's why I liked it. It was like, a, it kind of sets like a fun mood and a fun tone, which is probably really weird to say about a black metal song. But, uh, and then it, you know, has good transitions and it's like in this cool three, four time signature that I, I thought was cool. So yeah, I, I liked it. It was, it was fun
1: yeah i mean because it's it's a weird album and i know we talked about it but it straddles that line of the melodic death metal and melodic black metal so it's not necessarily about it beating over the head as as much as it is more about like getting those melodies and eh, it's just it's just such a i don't want to say it's a beautiful album but it is but i mean even though it has the aggression and the evilness and all that and the darkness but it's just such a yeah number six it's not bad i would have thought of being higher up oh really
0: yeah, yeah i, don't I would know. have
2: too i honestly would have thought it would have been higher well like i said i think the whole death metal thing is just making me look for like a little more extreme riffing kind of stuff you know
1: yeah okay all right well let's do let's go back then and let's go another one of mine here let's do one that i know you said you've listened to before let's do you picked was Natus Eclipsum from the N- yeah, album. Natus
2: Eclipsum was how I would say it. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's not the album from this year it's the album from a year or two ago called Devoid of Light. I picked this one kind of the same reason where like you would give someone maybe like Immortal or I don't, I don't know. This band really puts riffs first but they mm-hmm. also throw in some of the traditional black metal parts and they really know how to create atmosphere. So I thought it was kind of like the best of both worlds. So
2: Yeah, actually you brought up Yuuta a few episodes ago when they just released a new album and I know I listened to three or four tracks but I never really dove into them. But I guess what I like about it is like you said it puts the riffing first. And Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's what I, that's what I'm attracted to because I'm kind of a guitar player and that's what I hear first and everything is the guitars. The guitars have to be there for me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I I liked these guys. Um, I I put in here that it's almost like more rock, like the riffs are more rock than they are metal to me, Um, like a hard rock kind of sound. And if it was, had like better production, it'd be like really heavy, I think. But because the production is more black metal leaning, that's where it's a good gateway because you get the rocky kind of riffing, but you get the black metal production. So it's kind of like a good way to train your ear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: I would say I would call it like heavy metal riffing kind of like okay. those big riffs that are just classic, you know, that a lot of people could latch on to. But yeah. So what number was it? Four. Ah, Ah. okay. All right, I got in there. I snuck in there.
2: Yeah, so we've had, we have three of the top five out of the way already.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, shit, I got to stop picking these. (laughs)
1: Yo, <laughs> did you ever listen to Iwata?
3: No, no, they're not a band. I, I I liked the clip when you played them a few episodes back, but yeah, I, I never yeah. got around to giving them any, f- any time.
1: Okay, well, Devoid of Light, it's a fucking amazing album, and the new one's pretty good too. Cool, I'll have to check them both out. I know Shoddy brought in the new one, and he's listened to that probably more than I have, but...
0: Yeah, it's now Devoid of Light, but it's good. I mean, yeah. I like it. It's just that Devoid of Light was just something else when it came out.
1: Yeah, I saw them live when they came through, and they just blew me away, so they're fucking really good. Cool. Hmm.
2: James, pick the next one.
0: Oh man.
2: Should we get a should we get a real skunker out of the way?
1: Yeah, let's get one of them out of there.
2: Kick it out. I, I, I know feel it's that one of mine. I'm, I'm probably <laughs> the only songs that I knew came from which person are Phil's. So I feel I feel bad because <laughs> I believe it came from Phil. Wolves in the Throne Room. <laughs> Number 14 out of 15. Yeah, Sorry. So, I mean,
0: I, I'm I'm there with you, man. It's the one band that I haven't really been able to get into. Okay. So, I mean, I don't, I respect them. I just don't listen to
2: them or. Yeah, exactly. Guess, and that's what I yeah. want to stress is I respect these bands. I'm not trying to say I like all oh, their shit. It's just that they don't speak to me.
1: I, I thought it was a great pick. I thought this was a good, and maybe not for James, but for, I'm sure a lot of other listeners out there who, cause like I said, The atmospheric stuff is really a good gateway for a lot of people. Maybe not for James, but for other people... This is a good way to get into it because it's not going to just nail you over the head.
3: Yeah, so I went for this album particularly too. It could have been this or Celestial Lineage as Lineage theirs. We should say the song was Vastness and Sorrow off of Two Hunters, which I think is very much like their most famous song. And Two Hunters, I just think, is one of the more perfect examples of a modern atmospheric black metal album. It's taken like a lot of the stuff bands like Narunga Bunjit or Drug have done, and then just. Done that a bit better, so it's got a rough production, but it's like very intentionally rough. Like it, everything's still quite clear in there. Like you've still got the clear kick drums, and like the drum performance sounds excellent. And it's it's definitely one of those if if you can get into the mindset for it and kind of let it wash over you and let you like just go with the atmosphere. It definitely evokes what it's going for. It really has that kind of woodland vibe. And um, actually, strangely mm-hmm. enough, um, it. I took my girlfriend to see this band oh, back <laughs> in about 2010. That was her first ever gig. She'd never listened to metal before that, and I just fought <laughs> for her in the deep end, and she loved it. So it works yeah. on some people.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could see that though. I, you know, I would. I, I don't. I never listened to Two Hunters too much, but like Celestial Lineage and and Thrice Woven, I really, really got into so i can't comment a lot on that one but
3: yeah yeah i think i think it was yeah this this wasn't really a good choice coming from the hardcore direction but i felt it's such a good example of the genre it's worth throwing in there just in case
1: yeah exactly it might not be for james but i'm sure there's many people who've gotten into black metal through wolves in the throne room be surprised who knows people going it? to this tour this tour right now with behemoth and at the gates they might check them <laughs> out and be like oh you know yeah Anyways, um, let's do Stan's other pick, because I'm really, really curious to see what you think of this one. I don't know if you know this is from Stan, but this one is uh, Oliver from (laughs) Natin's Madrigal, (laughs) him one. So I would say probably the most extreme as far as production goes, and is the most typical black metal sounding album on this list for sure. (laughs)
2: Oh, my God. Uh, Number 15. Yeah, okay. Not surprised. Uh, Could have been number 360.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's Uh. good.
2: Stan made the top five and the bottom of the barrel. So that's a good... I think Stan made the top five. Anyways, I listened to it once or twice. And... uh, I, I... Yeah. I don't know. I don't... It fucking hurt my ears. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Yeah, I I get it. Because I had my... I had the, you know, the stereo cranked up in my car and then that song came on and it was like, what the fuck? And then it actually hit and it was like, ear piercing. Yeah, I... would No. Pass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The only thing he had said when he sent it was he's going to have to get past the production. But underneath it, he said something like, there's some really amazing guitar work, which, or some great songs or whatever. And I definitely agree with that. But I do think it's a little extreme pride for someone new. But if you really listen, especially if you get in deeper into the album, there's some amazing riffs and, and just writing overall. But I mean, they specifically did this production on purpose. It's, I remember reading an interview where they were like, we turned everything full right on the amps and then in the mastering we turn the treble up even higher I and mean, this is very much on purpose if you listen to their two albums before this it doesn't sound like this Really? Like they this sounds like their first album it's their third album you know they did this on purpose they wanted to go full on black metal and it's just the aesthetic for it
2: yeah I, man i i couldn't pick out anything and it's probably it's probably just cuz of my untrained ear but i mm-hmm. i couldn't pick out anything at all it just like you said the treble was just fucking overbearing and made me want to put an end to it.
3: <laughs> so, Ulva um, are a band I've given like a lot of time, but they have so much music. I've never actually listened to their first three black metal albums. I think what would be really oh, no funny way. is to show at some point get James to listen to what they sound like two albums later on Perdition City because this <laughs> yeah. band, like, they shed the black metal pretty soon after this. Yeah.
1: Hmm. They did the black metal trilogy and then just did everything else. <laughs> hmm. But, um, I mean, honestly, the the album, bef- uh, no, the first album, Berg Tat, is, I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's very much more of like an atmospheric folk, one of the, probably one of the first folk black metal bands off the top of my head i don't yeah, know if that's i think accurate. they're early on on that yeah and it's very it's more of like along the lines like I, james i know you said you listen to like Deaf heaven and stuff yeah and so you actually might enjoy their first album it does not sound like this the production is way cleaner <laughs> okay. and and honestly it has more of the it has some a lot of clean singing on it it's got a mix of clean and harsh it's all over the place but it's it's way it's just way different but anyways sure. so I would have handed you that one. Stan handed you this one.
2: What can you do? <laughs> yeah, this was, is this was different. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm glad he get, we did have one on the list that was like extremely true with the V, black metal. <laughs> because that is what is, you know, that's part of it.
2: Sure. Shoddy, how much black metal have you actually got into? Are you pretty new or? Yeah, I would say honestly, man, It's a, it was around the time that
0: we did the uh, Immortal Discography, or it was at the heart of winter when we reviewed that album. Okay, that's when I dove into them and then just started going off. Okay, so I mean, that's been been, like a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah, maybe like a yearish. It's been kind of recent. Okay, but I mean, the dude, the more that I find, the more that I love it. Like, it's just really, yeah. I mean, there's some albums that are just fucked that I can't. Yeah, they like just hurt my head to listen to. I can't (laughs) when it's that bad, man. I can't do it. Like. (laughs) Get some better recording shit. Like, I don't know why you had to put your microphone in a tin can and then yeah, bury it 15 feet underground. It sounds like and there's then an record. amp,
2: and then there's a tin can, and then there's a string from the tin can to the other tin can, yeah. and then there's a mic on the other side of that second tin can recording what's going through it.
0: What you're missing, though, is the person pissing on the mic. The whole <laughs> That's what's really adding to the mystique of the black metal sounds. Dude,
1: I seriously would be curious, though, if you actually just, like, Put it headphones in and listen to the whole album. Well, maybe a half of it, just to see if your ears could get used to it. And probably not. You probably would actually have to listen to other shit first. Yeah, but eventually, I, I, it's possible.
2: That's the I, I would thing. be down. I mean, I'm down for just about anything. <laughs> but <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's possible. But it's fucked how weird like your taste will change. Like like you said, you start listening to some death metal, then you get used to some of that more old school production, and then oh hey, look at Black metal, maybe it doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. And then, like after listening to this list, you're gonna go back to death metal and you're be like, wow, this sounds great. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like it's what you get
0: used
2: to. Oh, I, I definitely, yeah, I can definitely already see that. Yeah, dude, it feels like some like after listening
0: to like black metal all day long, like if I throw like some just death metal on, it feels like fucking Taylor Swift songs and shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is, this is beautiful. What is this? This is beautiful. It's true. It's true. All
1: right, let's jump back in because I know Phil is like pretty much pulling an all-nighter right now. <laughs> yeah, it's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's get through them. Let's get through them. So, um, <laughs> let's go with uh one another one of shoddy's shoddy. Shottie, me and ha- me and him had the same idea on this one. This was uh Abigail Williams.
0: Uh, I mean, dude, it was basically you forcing me to give him something that was more accessible. So <laughs> but I had to It was your some- pick, though. <laughs> it was my pick. So I mean, that I guess I mean we talked about them a little bit in the beginning of the cast here. I mean, there was I feel like it goes. There's a lot of black metal there, but there's also a lot of other stuff there that you know somebody who hasn't listened to black metal could find something that they're familiar with in this band so mm-hmm. clean production stuff it's very beautifully produced like that's the one thing where it strays very far from traditional black metal it sounds golden so i mean but yeah there's keys it's it's very majestic very bold at times but there's the speed and the vocals that's where the black metal ties are <laughs>
1: album was uh, The Shadow of a Thousand Suns, and the song was The World Beyond.
2: So just go ahead and kill my top five, because this was number three. Oh, okay. fuck. Yeah, that's two, yeah. dude. So all we're missing <laughs> is number one for my <laughs> top five. No shit. Um, so the beginning for me was kind of, eh, you know, where the fuck is this going? And then as soon as the opening riffs and, like, the vocals kicked in, I was like, oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> it's a lot more extreme sounding. Like you already said, the production is... Kind of like out of this world compared to the some of the other stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. I could definitely see how like maybe some like deep black metal heads would look at this and kind of be like, "That's not true black metal." Yeah. Um. But as far as like getting someone like me into it, I mean, I I really fucking liked it. The vocals are just nasty. It's kind of weird. I could almost kind of see where some like deathcore vocalists kind of they resemble because it's like those high shrieky like squeals. So that kind of brought me in a little bit. And then as far as like the piano and the synth or whatever you want to call it, I normally don't like that, but it just fits so well on this song that, I mean, I, I fucking like just about everything about it. So I
1: mean, that's what I did for us. So, and it's got, yeah. like I said, the drummer from Emperor is playing on this one. And so if you do like this, that would probably be next step would
2: be like Emperor. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely all the way. take note of that.
1: So let's, let's do the
3: last one from Phil then. How about uh, Phil, how do you say this? So I've been pronouncing it wrong for ages. I think it's meant to be pronounced something like vegan dude, or do-head. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a hard one. But, <laughs> but for it looks like credit, it translates roughly to um, sudden infant death syndrome. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much the tone of all their music. <laughs> yeah. Because it looks like
1: Wee's Dude. But yeah, that's we'll how I used to notes. say it,
3: but apparently it's more like Wigan Dude or something like that.
1: Okay. And the song was S- Spain Sang?
3: Yes. Uh, I think that's... Uh, again, with this band, you don't really need to know the song titles, but it's the first track no. off their first album. All their albums are part one, two, well, one, two, and three. So, But it, yeah, it's, it's a very long title there. D do had hit good or something like that. <laughs> sounds legit. <laughs>
2: yeah, this was number thirteen <laughs> again. I don't want to shit on you, Phil. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Uh, the guitars do a few cool things that I that I kind of hit on, but honestly, it doesn't sound like it sounds darker than Wolves in the Throne Room. But overall, it doesn't really speak to me. I mean, it's kind of the same as Wolves in the Throne Room. It's not really something that I find myself going back to right now, but it, was, it still had some cool things that I liked.
3: Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair enough. I actually thought this was going to be number 15 for, <laughs> for, for <you> <laughs> some of the others, so 13's <laughs> all right. Yeah, the reason I chose this one is because basically these guys, I think, are one of the absolute rising forces in modern black metal. They're doing something really super unique with the sound. And actually, despite the kind of rawness, it's got a really good production. Like The drums are amazingly recorded. yeah. And actually, they, what they've done is they've made a harshness by not doing a harsh recording. They've just got the guitars uh, on this ultra distorted setting and there's no bass guitar recorded at all and the drums are really clear oh. and then the vocals are this punishing attack. And they've made the harsh black metal sound without like cord recording in the woods somewhere.
1: I really fucking love this album. I... I've dabbled with them a little bit, but after I saw you bring them up, I kind of gave a few listens to some of their stuff, and it is a full album listen. I really don't think you get the picture from just the track, so when you just put the headphones in and play it full through, it really makes sense.
3: Yeah, definitely. Also, actually, a very good way to experience this band is live. Like, they are incredible live. I saw them a couple of weeks ago supporting Yop, and they totally stole the show. That drummer is as perfect as he sounds on the record live, and it is so utterly punishing. the other thing i I don't know how you felt about with this james is this i felt was a good example of absolutely brilliant black metal vocals how did you get on with the vocals
2: yeah actually i took a note that that was the one thing that i liked about it or not the one thing but yeah i actually kind of liked the vocals i thought they were tracked really well i thought they were recorded you know like Um, I don't know how to put it. But, yeah, I I like the vocals. Cool, cool. (laughs) At
3: least least, was a bit of a win
1: in there, then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it might have done something. Maybe it got used to that.
2: Uh, This was also the the third-to-last song on the playlist, too. So by the time I got to this song, I was already used to the black metal-style vocals.
1: Yeah. I mean, because it does play into... I don't know, Phil, would you I mean, I don't want to say atmospheric, but kind of
3: more so so they're they're kind of quite a brutal band but i would put them in the atmospheric category when i saw them live i had this really odd experience where i was just like watching it and just felt like overwhelmingly depressed about the world and everything and then the (laughs) music stopped and i realized no that feeling they'd just been making me feel that Uh so
4: (laughs) clearly they've got
3: atmosphere down so maybe that is the category
1: not you know, so I'm, much in the like woodsy tone, but just something different about it. Yeah, something
3: very, very bleak.
2: That, that was something that I was going to say is I feel like this genre and especially bands like Wolves in the Throne Room and this one, they really play to a live experience because you can get there with a group of people. And they can just make you feel what they're playing. Hmm. And I actually made a note, mental note of that when I first started listening to this. Is that I feel like I would think differently if I saw these bands live than listening to them by myself in my car.
1: Hmm, that makes sense. Um, all right, let's do another one of mine. I want to do one that th- this is the one I did want to put one on here that was like a little bit more true black metal. This is a Norwegian black metal band dark funeral and the album is the secrets of the black arts i know it might could see it being a little bit harsh for some early on but i i picked it because i feel like there's a lot of melody underneath all the more aggressive stuff like a lot of dark melodies and i feel like it's a good balance if you are kind of like okay i like this and i do want to hear something just black metal nothing progressive nothing new or different just black metal I think it has a balance that has not super harsh. The production's nice and clean, but it's got those melodies there, so...
2: This was number 10. Okay. So. Well.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. Again, it just kind of plays into that more stereotypical black, which is because you just said, you know, this is like the most black metal, I guess is kind of how you put it. And it sounds that way to me. yeah mm-hmm. um, plenty of the open chord picking for sure yeah the tremolo yeah, just riffing y- yeah yeah blast beats and all that shit so didn't really like stand out to me but it also wasn't horrible either or you know just like i didn't want to like immediately skip it so it was it's just number 10 it was kind of uh, dark funeral you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: i get it i wasn't sure but i thought i thought it was worth taking a chance and i liked how Shoddy was saying like ah uh, sometimes you got to throw somebody in so like, I'm going to put one of those on here that I think... From the '90s.
3: Oh yeah, um, I should probably mention as well—a uh, slight like correction—they're Swedish. Oh shit. Okay. Maybe I was <laughs> yeah. thinking
1: of uh, something else on my list here. Yeah, they are Swedish, and that's where probably that
3: fucking melody comes from. Yeah, they're from Stockholm. So uh, good call. And and briefly had Hypocrisy's vo- like first vocalist.
1: Yeah, and actually, this was produced with uh, Peter Tagtrin. I remember reading that uh, they recorded it with Swano, and he like told them he was just like not prepared to do it. He was like not in the right headspace or something thing and he rushed it and he was like i'm not even gonna charge you for this or something like that <laughs> don't use this and so he went over they went over to peter Tagge and re-recorded the whole thing and this is what you have so there I is a to more hear raw version
0: i want to hear that it's out there yeah it's a little just it's actually a little uh, more raw okay They're both
1: good honestly but there's something about this production that's like really mystical and it's perfect it really is really good if you're used to that sort of thing but all right this one i'm really fucking curious to hear about Um, because shoddy brought it up and i had it like as like a maybe i'm gonna throw it in there so it's kind of coming from both of us and this one is satiricon (laughs) from nemesis divina or whatever and it's mother noah
2: Out the bottom fifteen at number twelve. Wow! Oh, wow. No, come on. I know this That's, is this was the one where I was like, everybody's gonna hate me. They're gonna fucking turn off the podcast <laughs> right now. They're done with this. They think I'm an idiot. This is the one that I was the most scared about. So, so
1: what uh, did you not like about it?
2: okay well Satyricon is kind of a big name in black metal right yeah Um, as we
1: mentioned earlier yeah it was one of Phil's early ones
2: so I went into with that mindset like okay Satyricon I know I've heard them I know some of my you know the people that I listen to black metal love this band and I was kind of underwhelmed so a lot of this kind of blends together for someone that's new to it 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 all can kind of sound the samey which is a really big insult because people that don't even listen to heavy music just say oh you listen to that screamo shit or whatever and that's kind of how I feel about this is it's <laughs> like, oh, that's that black metal stuff, you know? It just was kind of underwhelming. I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than it sounded kind of like the Dark Funeral or you know, some of the other stuff on the list. It just didn't stand out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay.
4: I was Why? terrified we'll of on this one. one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well like I really like this album but my my into Sataricon was with now Diabolical and they kind of shift their sound up quite a lot between this when they were quite quite traditional black metal and then they kind of like how Entombed went from death metal to death and roll Sitarakon did the same with Black Metal, and I feel those mm-hmm. those albums later on, which are are more rocky, more kind of riff heavy and catchy, would probably be the in I would have gone for with Sitarakon. But then Mother North is amazing, and is best experienced watching the utterly ridiculous music video that goes along with it.
1: <laughs> I've never seen it, but oh, you've got <laughs> no to I you've got to gotta look it up if you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's such a catchy ass song, like. Uh... After listening to it, when I put it on the list, like, man, that just gets stuck in my head all day. Oh, yeah. I think
3: it's an absolute masterpiece. I, I love this track.
2: I'm a fucking idiot.
3: <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was
1: like an end. I thought I could see death metal fans liking this album. I could see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know it is more 90s sounding, but and this is the Norwegian one I was thinking of this band. Mm. But anyways. All right, well, I'm, not a I'm, win. I'm but
2: sorry, guys. You can at uh, Stettermeister on Twitter if you want to <laughs> at me and go ahead and <laughs> shit on me. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Poser, just for sure. Just a <laughs> yeah. poser all around. Uh, um, all right, how about this was another one of my picks. I went with Watain, and it was a hard pick, but I, I feel like they have a few albums that you could probably get into being at their productions generally cleaner, and they generally play on melody in a way that Dissection does. So I picked Lawless Darkness as the album just because, again, that's probably the most accessible to me. And I went with Malfitor, if that's how you say it, It's like the second or third track on there, just being that it's super melodic, slower. And I thought it's not going to turn someone away too much.
2: Number one. Oh, wow, wow. Fuck yeah.
3: Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought this might be up there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude. Hell yeah. It's so fucking heavy. Oh my God. It's epic. There's,
3: It's just big.
2: Yeah. There's this one riff I, I, at one point and it's like such a fucking hardcore riff. <laughs> I mean like it's like straight out of a fucking like circle pit textbook. Way I was not expecting this one like at all from like pr- a production standpoint, a riffing, th- you know, kind of like a thrashy, yeah, speed. I was like, this one blew me away because I wasn't expecting to hear anything like this at all.
1: Yeah, I mean that's really what they do, dude. I mean they throw in these Metallica riffs. They throw in, I mean they're very heavily influenced by Dissection. I know Eric, the dude, the main dude in this band, was a member of Dissection for the late last album, touring with them and stuff. So. It's got the the melody and all that shit, but they mix stuff that's just it's evil, but it's accessible. It's it's melodic, and um, this album overall, dude. I mean, there's a lot of moments on there that are catchy. There's sing along chants, but this this track specifically, like seeing it live was fucking oh. awesome like, yeah they I just bet. really nail it live it's just such a heavy and easy to latch on to so i'm stoked that you liked it
2: <laughs> yeah well like you were talking with satiricon about how that you know song gets stuck in your head this is the one that's been playing in my head like this whole episode like from beginning to end <laughs> i can just hear all the parts and the <laughs> riffing and everything and fuck yeah
3: so you so you would maybe check the rest of the album
2: out. oh fuck yeah
3: yeah cool. dude. you've got to go and listen to the the thing as a whole it is like Lawless Darkness, I think is easily yeah probably the best uh, we're saying album, and like because it it builds through all these kind of cool catchy tracks like the one you heard, and then you have got the fifteen minute epic Waters of Ain at the end, which oh, yeah. is incredible. Like it's basically a fifteen minute long build to a guest guitar solo from <laughs> the sadly now deceased Salman Lamucci, who is this genius like melodic player, and it is just such a close to an album. Like this is yeah if you like this definitely go listen to the whole thing it is so good just like the logical conclusion of dissection yeah exactly
2: exactly yeah i'm definitely gonna check more of this shit out it was it was fucking badass awesome
1: all right last one there was one more from shoddy and it was the band
0: horn what was the track shoddy uh retrograde retrograd i think that was the album wasn't it? oh that was the album yeah uh fuck what what what? i forgot dude uh give me box
2: i don't know how to say it (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, b- box for a ton or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. It'll,
1: it'll be in the notes. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. the band is Horn. That's from this year, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. It is this year. Yeah. This one rounds out. I mean, it's the last one, and it's like it's just right in the middle again, number seven. Oh, okay. So uh, I really like the vocals. Is it? Would you guys say it's like folky sounding? Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. It's very heavy in the folk. I would say yeah. that. I mean, the black metal elements are there, but it's definitely more folk than it's black metal
2: and that's what i loved about it again it's just so different kind of like batushka it's just so entirely different from anything i've ever heard that it was hard to not like it and be like wow what they're doing there is is really fucking cool so i i i liked it it's number seven but it's like again a fun listen i would i would listen to more of that kind of stuff
1: I was glad that Jody threw this on there because that's the really cool thing about black metal that I think people who don't check it out don't know. I think you think of the Norwegian stuff and you, people just kind of go away from it. But there's so many like divergent like paths to go down like the folky stuff, the extreme stuff, the melodic stuff, like the atmospheric stuff. I mean, there's just it's endless. I honestly think it's one of the most creative subgenres.
0: I completely agree, dude.
1: Because you can do anything with it, you know? Uh-huh. That's why I thought it'd be cool. I mean, I just feel like people, if you're into metal and you're into music, like, you should just try and, like, explore a little bit, you know? Or else you're just, like, missing out. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, had I never listened to Immortal, I'd be fucking... I mean, you gotta be kidding. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, <laughs> no. like yeah. just not seeing the crab walk in my head every time the fucking <laughs> blast beats start. Like, I don't know, man. It's just... Yeah,
1: yeah, we didn't even give him that. So
0: no, I wanted to give him pure Holocaust, but you said no. <laughs> that's the album that I wanted him to listen. To. That was that's my number one album. It would have been pure Holocaust, and that wasn't given to him. So I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs>
1: uh, all right. Well, since Phil's like five hours ahead of us, it's probably like one or two hey, a.m. over there. Just come two a.m. Probably wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> phil thanks do it for doing it man yeah, really thank really you appreciate so much it. for I it this be great fun to
0: have you on again <laughs> we need to just kick Stan off fuck him just bring phil on uh, uh, all right uh, Shoddy, just wrap this up yeah we have an interview with dave from revocation so stick around for that and i hope you guys enjoyed uh this black metal for beginners young james is impressing me every day uh, i like his growth um and i hope you guys are uh staying tuned for the ride so this is another episode of end of the combine i'm shoddy i am jason your boy young james
1: <laughs> and Phil. <film. laughs>
0: and you guys stay metal.
5: Heart of darkness, untouched by the light. No God can forgive these sins. Classic rituals.
1: We're here in Michigan. You guys are on your tour right now. How did the how did the tour package come together? Was it
6: already decided for you or did you have any hand in it? We definitely had a big hand in it. We worked pretty closely with our our agent Dan and Basically, we were just sort of spitballing ideas back and forth, like, hey, you know, this could be cool, this could be cool, and we eventually sort of just settled in this lineup, and after we kind of took a step back from it, we were like, this is actually super sick, you know, Exhumed yeah. are obviously, like, a legacy death metal act, you know, super influential on so many bands, especially in that kind of gore metal genre, right, um, Rivers of Nile are, are an awesome death metal band that have a progressive edge to them so I think they, they fit with our sound mm-hmm. in, in a cool way yeah with and a lot of
1: buzz on them right yeah, now yeah for sure yeah. they just
6: put out their new record yeah. and then Yaucha are just an awesome band that uh, I think not as many people know about but should so it was kind of cool to take them out on this tour to maybe expose them to some new audiences and um, yeah maybe have, have some of their fans come out and see some bands that they wouldn't normally see with with Yaucha as part of the package
1: yeah so uh, so do you do you keep a finger on the pulse kind of to see what's going on or
6: I, there's that component. I think really we're just fans of, of okay. metal, you know. Right. So like it's it's easy to keep your finger on the pulse when when you're when you enjoy staying up to date on that kind of thing. But I guess as we've grown as a band and we're looking at the band more as like a business or whatever, yeah. you know, staying up to date uh, is sort of vital to. You know, if you're thinking about headline tours and that kind of thing, it's, it's good to know what you're working with. I think maybe sometimes bands get to a certain level and they just kind of, like, fall off with the, with the, what's happening in, like, the That's scene what or I'm whatever. Saying. Yeah, uh, so. I talk to a lot of people and it's like, you know, I don't really listen to
1: metal too much anymore. I stick with the old stuff. So, you know, it's cool when you hear a band that, you know, we still
6: listen to a lot of what's going on right now. Yeah. I mean, we all definitely have different eclectic tastes in music. But, yes, as, as far as the underground scene, we're all pretty dialed into it. I would say, you know, probably me and Dan the most um, which is great because it's like another guy to kind of bounce ideas off of but we're all collectively on the same page as far as metal goes what genres do you pay attention to most often uh, mainly like death metal and black metal Um, those are kind of my two staples but like if if a really interesting sort of thrash band uh, arises or if like a, a classic band that i've i really dig comes out with new material i'll, I'll be all over it like the, the new voivod record for example is fucking right. amazing oh. um it's probably going to be on a bunch of people's like year-end yeah, list i know it's yeah. definitely going to be on my year-end list it's just yeah. an awesome record um so you know those those classic bands obviously you keep in touch with but as far as like newer newer bands putting out newer records it's i tend to gravitate more towards i guess black and death metal yeah same here, same here. What was it
1: that first, um, as far as just like music goes in general? Did you have like a family member or a friend that
6: got you into the taste that you're on now, or? No, I was I discovered everything on, own? on my own. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really come from a musical family or anything like that. Um, I saw like an Aerosmith music video when I was like 12, and I just thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I don't even know why. It just like just clicked with me somehow. I just saw the guitar and it just looked like really cool, and so yeah. And then I just kind of kept going down the rabbit hole. I mean, I had like. A small kind of clique of high school friends that I ended up like forming um you know the what would what would become revocation with and you know when you have like even if it's just like two other guys that are are stoked in the genre, you know. You can kind of like yeah. everyone likes to bring bands to the table and stuff right. like that. And when you're discovering things, you exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you ever check out this band, <laughs> or whatever? Yeah. You know, I remember hearing like In Flames for the first time, and yeah, it was like exactly. totally weird to my ears because the music was so melodic, but yep. like, I wasn't expecting to hear like death metal vocals yep, with yep. it. So it's like a whole that whole Gothenburg sound like <laughs> didn't even like make sense to me at first, but yeah. now obviously it's like you know it sounds completely normal. But yeah, so it was cool yeah. like hearing shit for the first time and, and really being like. Legitimately surprised by, by stuff. I, I find like I'm not really, you know, the older you get, it's, it's hard it's, to get that. Now. It's harder to be surprised <laughs> by things. Yeah. But I mean, there's there's still bands that put out really great music that can touch on that kind of you know nostalgia of being right. a young kid. And those are to me like the, the records that I, I tend to gravitate towards more. The ones that bring me back to that right right you know, time of my life when I was this. Young you metalheads. So you had like a, a couple time.
1: friends around you back, like in high school. I remember I had a, like a small group of friends that liked metal, and they would show me just those extreme records where you're like, you know, you're not sure about it first, and then you kind of get into it. Yeah. But there wasn't many in my high school. I know that.
6: What about you? Yeah, it was a similar thing. I mean, for 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 me, like all my friends were like more into like hip hop and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, which was cool. I mean, I was you know exposed to like you know a bunch of different hip hop. Acts like as a kid, um, but yeah, what I what I uh, what I gravitated towards more was was that the metal harder harder style stuff. But you were more on your own for that. Basically, yeah. I met a couple friends here and there, but it wasn't like, you know, I went to this high school with like, you know, this plethora of, of yeah. metal fanatics. I mean, that's I think that's the case, you know, in, in most regards. I mean, metal is, is always going to be a more, you know, niche kind of thing, right? Yeah. You know, it's not yep. accepted by the masses, and I think that's maybe what makes it intriguing for a lot of people.
1: Right. So, okay, Steve Pear, you see him jamming a guitar or whatever. How do you go from that to what Revocation does? Was there a few key albums? I know you mentioned things like In Flames and all that, but... Was there like how did you go the pathwise, you know?
6: I went from Aerosmith to Guns N' Roses and then I got into Pantera after that. Okay, right, yeah. right. Um, that was my sort of stepping stone. Yeah. You know? And then you just kept. And then from Pantera, it was like, you know, you open up the floodgates. I mean, even just like looking at posters of those guys, it's like, oh, you know, Phil's wearing like, what's this, does that say mayhem? Like, who's mayhem? You know, like <laughs> in the whole posters and shit. Or like,
4: right. Oh, who's right.
6: I Hate God? And, you know, and like even just looking through, you know, you know band CDs, you buy one band's record, and it's like, look at the thank you list, and it's like, we want to thank, you know, X-Order and Dark Angel, and you look up those bands. So it's like, it was yeah. really like a, because my generation was like, right when the internet was becoming like more of a thing so like I was still like grew up like going to the stores and like looking through like all the bands and the metal section and like you know buying albums that I'd never heard before just based off what the album cover cover looked like you know (laughs) so I remember buying Absu Terra, um just I just thought it looked like really spooky and like creepy and cool and I was reading the the song titles in the back, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be like nuts. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get this. And like, yeah, lo and behold, it was you know, yeah. awesome, like, clacking death thrash. That's a, good, that's a good chance to take right yeah, there. Yeah, you know, or like, I remember seeing, like, I didn't even buy this one because it like, freaked me out too much, like, as like, a kid, but it was like The Butchered at Birth. I was just the gonna bring it up. I was yeah. like, whoa, this is probably so <laughs> fucking crazy. You know, like, my mom will kill me if I'm bringing <laughs> up. You know? I remember was me and my friends, we, we, stuff, we,
1: so. we found out Cannibal Corpse and then we. It was, like, right around the time when Six Feet Under was kind of doing their thing. It was, like, right after all that. Yeah. And I remember we went to Kmart and stole one of those Six Feet Under CDs, just took the CD out of it, brought it in right. the car. And we're, like, we weren't really ready for it. We had heard Cannibal Corpse, but we were, like, this is, you know. But, yeah, I mean, th- reading the thank you notes, it's it's funny to think about now because, you
6: That's know. It's a different th- ballgame now. Yeah, but.
1: I don't know now. I don't know what...
6: I mean, I guess you go on Bandcamp, you browse around. Right, right. I and mean, Instagram and all the social media sites. Yeah. People probably discover different things that way. So yeah, it's, a, it's a different way of discovering things. And, you know, you can't say if it's, like, better or worse. But I think certainly some element of that magic of, like, opening up a CD and, and like, putting it in and having, like, no idea what it is. Like, nowadays, like, the, with the Internet, everything's just, like, right at your fingertips, obviously. So you can kind of go down that rabbit hole and yeah. like you know people have to post like spoiler alerts <laughs> for like movies and this yeah, and that you know what yeah, I mean yeah. so it's like i i think it's it's cool to think back to that time when you could really be legitimately like surprised yeah. by by new by new like music like wait, actually waiting for something to
1: come out right. before you right. hear you don't know anything yeah. about yeah, it
6: for, I remember ordering CDs and I mean people still order CDs obviously but it's just not as prevalent yeah, but I mean no. for me I'd be like checking the mail every day like yeah. you know this was even before like you could just look up like FedEx tracking numbers and shit you know on yeah. your phone this was like oh did it come yet yeah, you know it's Monday like yeah. okay no I gotta wait till Tuesday and then like you know <laughs> but you know <laughs> like what did people do before you me. had
1: Three singles coming out, you know, right. on YouTube. Right, right. Like, what did we even do
6: back then? I guess you just. Well, you know, the, I think they they, they had like. I remember, like, the, you know, people would premiere tracks on like MySpace or whatever.
1: That's right. Um, MySpace. But That's like,
6: true. but still, yeah, like there, it, it was more of. Um, more there was I think a little bit more magic to it when you
1: ads and magazines maybe yeah yeah
6: there was that you know I remember
1: doing that a lot or like you said the thank you notes yeah
6: I mean I I, I'm not trying to say like I didn't have the internet because like you know it was a sort of a proto version of it but like as far as it it wasn't like it was uh, today and now now people only kind of get their music that way it seems or, or that's the the main way people you know, consume
3: music
1: yeah so do you do any of the business of revocation are you like looking at that now like how do we
6: get the name out there now with the, you know, internet strategies and all that do you guys have someone that's doing that all for you yeah, we have a manager but I, but I definitely stay up to date with that kind of thing I mean I, I know that just based off of the numbers the last this newest record we saw like a 40% increase in streams Wow from, from like first no week Oh shit That's live. a big increase It's a crazy huge increase Yeah I mean Any like, reason you know, why you would think that is I, I mean, I mean I think just Besides more, the quality I mean I think Just more people are aware of the band We toured really heavily On Greatest okay. Our Sand And like and, and maybe just the I mean, Partially the internet Is the thing for that Just people are kind of sharing Music too Like I, 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 yeah, I see more time, like There's people so getting much
1: stuff out there
6: It almost seems like It's harder now to Keep that Well that's status. why I think us, us being more established And like having more of a name It's like I don't think we really need to make the case, at least not to, like, the death metal underground to, like, check out our music now. I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, like, a a person who's, like, into, like, you know, five-finger death punch or something like that is not going to, like, we might not be, like, on their radar, right? Like, the really popular, like, arena, like, metal acts or whatever. But, like, for, for the more underground scene, I mean, it's probably a safe bet that, like, a good portion of those fans have if they haven't directly heard our music they've at least heard the name enough times that maybe when the record came out they're like oh I'll give this a listen or whatever yeah. and and also just seeing like the instagram like more than ever i feel like people are posting about what they're listening to so yeah. that's like an ad in and of itself yeah. you know like someone like yeah. makes a story of like the vinyl they got or they put it like a post on their timeline on their wall like oh just picked up the new whatever record right. you know that's broadcasting that's a big deal. to their friends that they went out and picked it up that might you know at the very least cause folks to you know go check it out on online or whatever yeah. or pick up a physical copy come to a show right Right? There, there's there's, all these factors that, that come into play but yeah I mean if you think about a, a, a band like a you know a corporation or whatever like you know 40% increase in, in you know that's a, that's a great number yeah. for any company to have. Like, yeah. oh, we saw a 40% boost, and it's Especially like unheard you had of, you know? you have a lot of albums already. I, mean, I know, It's, it's not know. like it's
1: your third album, and you're right. just still rising. This and the trend, like the
6: I think, is for things to actually go down a lot of times, you right. know what I mean? Like, right. so, for us to get the highest charting billboard numbers that's that we awesome ever had, part. and, uh, yeah, and just, I mean, it's so awesome to see our fans really get behind this record, and, and be so supportive of it, because, you know, I think with every record, we try to take some risks, and, and, and do some different shit, um, and this record was no different um, and I think well it's
1: what's funny too is though with this record I mean this could be just me but I remember Greatest Our Sin I really liked too but uh, this new one I've really been talking about a lot and Thank just you. because it's funny because you guys did some melodic stuff on the last one right. which was awesome but then this one it feels a little bit more I don't know I don't want to say metal, death metal, a little bit more extreme. I don't hear as much of like the melodic parts, you know. And it's funny that this one is the one that's like throwing you guys up a little more, when you would think like a lot of bands, it's the melodic stuff that gets you the
6: right. Yeah, we numbers. we did that intentionally, you know. Like, okay. I, th- I think the the trend is when you start to incorporate. Like, if I'm gonna sing on a record, I'm not gonna do it because I think it's gonna like be a radio hit or whatever. Yeah, like, I honestly big old do it. Or I, I do it because I think the music calls for it first and foremost, and like you know, I I love. Screaming vocals, but I also love melodic vocals. I listen yeah, to, like, sure. I mean, Allison Chains is one of my favorite bands, right? right? right. You know, so, like, I, it's not like I, I turn my nose up at melodic vocals. They're It's amazing. I mean, especially people that can really, really sing. It's yeah, an incredible yeah. thing to listen to. So, on our records, if I'm putting singing parts on there, I feel like it's because it enhances the music in some way, whether it's like an atmospheric part or whether it's kind of like, yeah, like more of like a, a fist bumping, right. uh, powerful kind of chorus that being said when bands started to do that I, the trend is for them to sort of continue to like add more path. to go down that path even further so we kind of wanted to just do like a 180 and be like alright like Great Is Our Sin had the most singing we've ever done and we've had a lot of vocals across uh, the yeah, majority yeah, yeah. of our records oh. but we were like you know what Like, let's go the other way with this and just totally go fucking pure death metal on it you know yeah. essentially and yeah I mean you'd, you'd think that that would turn off maybe a small subset of people, but, you know, lo and behold, it's our, our sort of most successful record. Yet. So yeah, so I really cherish our fan base because they give us the the, the, the freedom to do what we want musically, yeah. right? Like, I think we, we're a forward-thinking band and we have a forward-thinking fan base that are down to kind of go along for the ride, which, whichever right. way that that takes them so it's cool it just allows us to be kind of more fearless and, and and not worry about like i mean i can only imagine if you're like a really big pop singer like i mean you have to think about <laughs> yeah. that the radio you know, hit what's this gonna do every, every time right whereas with with us it's like all right you know we're just, <laughs> we're just gonna do our thing yeah and, you know well, i remember talking to rivers and nile about that too um and it's like certain bands
1: you expect that with you guys it's like every album is i mean it's revocation but it's a Big different flavor on every one. Rivers of Nile, same thing. You expect some kind of change, and it's the same with you guys. Where it's like, you know, if you heard the same album twice, it's, you
6: almost be disappointed. So it's like right. you
1: want that little change in there. Yeah, you know?
6: yeah. Some some bands like you know the fan base doesn't want them to change. Yeah. And then, yeah. But but for us, it's it's kind of like baked into the cake with us that it's always going to be something, yeah. something different. I mean, it's going to sound like revocation at the end of the day, yeah. hopefully, right? Riffs. It's going to it's going to be a different. Um, aspect of our sound yeah. like I mentioned that Voivod record earlier but like you know like the newest Voivod record it's like it's Voivod but it's it's a a, a, a new kind of t- twist for them it's like right. a different show um, showcase. yeah exactly but, yeah. but while still being undeniably Voivod so we try to you know, keep that at the forefront like how can we be as revocation uh-huh. as we can be but also else. push the boundaries of our, yeah. our sound
1: I want to ask real quick About like the H.P. Lovecraft stuff Because sure. I'm new to that I just bought like an anthology book yeah, yeah. And I'm like getting into it I'm you know Realizing what I've missed out On all this time I think it's really cool How this album And it's what really did it for me Is like this complete package you got the artwork Which brings you into the sound It all kind of connects You can get where You're coming from With the lyrics mm-hmm. And it matches the sound of it So uh, where did that come into play? Like, was it, did you figure out you want to do it all together? Did you write one song you were like, you know what, this whole theme works because I really like when albums have that lyrics, album art, sound and it's all like one big package. Cohesive, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I
6: mean, I was writing music for, for Outer Ones like maybe like six months into the Greatest or Centaur cycle. Like ideas were just like flowing out and I, f- I forget exactly when I made the when I kind of made my mind up to to go down like the, the the full Lovecraft sort of route with the record in terms of the overall imagery and, yeah. and, and the lyrical content. I mean, there's some songs that don't fit into that mold, but overall, I would say it's certainly kind of maybe a, con- a sci-fi horror kind of concept yeah, record. Exactly. But yeah, it's it's hard to say because you know we wrote it over like you the span of like a couple years, but I I guess what I will say is we've this isn't our first time sort of. Dabbling with Lovecraftian influences. Like, you know, you, you, you go back to Existence Futile. We had Rihanna Maniac, which is about a Lovecraft song. Mm-hmm. On Deathless, there was Madness Opus and Blackest Reaches, which were both uh, inspired by some of Lovecraft's short stories. So that's always, again, sort of always been part of our sound. But, like, on this record, we just kind of dialed it up to 10. Yeah. And kind of went all in on that so yeah just it just seemed like a logical like
1: the writing of it though you know what i'm saying or you just already kind of had that going i I
6: never really i don't write lyrics until the music is mainly finished
1: what about like the writing of like the songs though where you like you know i want this to be kind of dark and because it like i want to listen to the outer ones right it's like this sounds like it should have Lovecraft lyrics. Yeah, you know right.
4: what I'm
6: saying? Yeah, I, it's it's weird. I, th- I think it's one of those. Maybe it's the subconscious thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Because right. you write it and you're like, and to me, I'm just you know, I'm I've got a riff that I like, and I'm like, all right, you know, I think about what what it fits with, or I or I keep writing until I find a riff that it fits with. Right. So, it's it's not until the sort of song reveals itself to me that then I can say like, okay, this is gonna have this vibe lyrically, or like this is gonna have this vibe lyrically, right. so I kinda, yep. I kinda have to like, okay. see it emerge, and then it's like okay, this is what this is about, and like and then I can put the pen to the paper and start writing lyrics, right. but bef- I, what, I, what I will say, just as a little um, add-on to that though I, I do have kind of a running list of like song titles uh-huh. in my phone like I don't really do lyrics but like if something pops out to me when something I'm reading or if I just get this an, I- an idea for a cool song title uh-huh. I'll mark it down and then I can kind of go back through and like look at the track listing before I've started writing any lyrics and say like yeah this this song sounds like a fathomless catacombs okay. to me or like <laughs> this song sounds like the outer one to sense. me and then from there okay I've got the title And then I can go. And then sometimes I don't have a title until you know I I have to write the lyrics, and then I can pull a title from there. But what'll happen a lot of times is I'll I'll have like the song title first, and I'll kind of you know put that song title up against every single track that I'm listening to, and go like, no, no, no. And like, oh yeah, this definitely sounds like this. You know? Yeah. Cool, man. Last question: Is there any one album you want to suggest from this year that you've been jamming hard? Uh, yeah. Let me think about (laughs) that. Does it have to be from this year? No, it okay. doesn't have to be. I would, I would say check out the Suffering Hour record in Passing Ascension, that uh, record rules. That What's the band? Suffering Hour. The album's called Path. In Passing Ascension. Okay. Yeah.
1: That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it.